0: This story is brought to your ears by all our fantastic supporters on Patreon. To get in on the action yourself with bloopers, extras, and the occasional early story, join us at patreon.com voiceofallmtg. We'd like to thank our newest patron, Renfear, for already donating. For more stories, or just a chat, visit voiceofallmtg.com. And now, Voice of All presents... Fibblethip. A Story of Ravnica, by Matt Tabak The noise that escaped Fibblethip's lips could best be described as a whimper. He didn't speak any language the citizens of Ravnica were familiar with, but that agonized sound of desperation was instantly recognizable. Unfortunately, the alley Fibblethip found himself in was seemingly deserted, except for who caused the whimper in the first place. Weathered fists seized the tiny homunculus by the arms, and hoisted him up until he was face to eye with a wiry human. Pierced and severe, the human's face twisted in a sneer. Fibblethip fell silent and instinctively started quivering. It was the most scared he'd ever been. It was also the highest he'd ever been off the ground. A laugh, like the scraping of boots on cobblestone, emerged from his captor. Tucking Fibblethip under his arm as a courier would a missive, the human slinked off toward a neighborhood known to be controlled by the cult of Rakdos. This wasn't how this was supposed to go. Oh Fiblethip was immensely grateful his service to the Azorius Senate rarely required him to leave the safety and relative simplicity of the Magister's garden. His duties were also relatively simple. Remove detritus from the wide pedestrian walkways that joined the various fountains and canals, polish the lower plates adorning the statues of notable lawmakers, and alert the security officers of anything troubling. As ordinances forbade anything troubling on the grounds, the last duty had seldom been required. Like many in service to the Senate, Fibblethip enjoyed basic protections and allowances appropriate to his station as provided by law. In fact, he'd grown quite accustomed to the way he was treated by his masters. That is, to be ignored. He was given food and an unassuming home of sorts. Working with the floor in the garden sometimes aggravated his allergies, so the synod also provided a solution to prevent his eye from itching too badly. It was a safe, wonderful existence. It was unusual for members of other guilds to visit the Magister's Garden, and the appearance of outsiders usually scared Fibblefip. The leaf-covered druids of the Selesnia weren't too bad, although they did tend to pet him while uttering indecipherable prayers. Simic researchers sometimes mumbled among themselves about crossbreeding Fibblethip with a bat or a sea anemone. At that point, Fibblethip usually remembered some forgotten duty on the other side of the garden and skittered away. One day, as Fibblethip walked the western edge of the garden, scooping up distant scraps of food and other trash, he was approached by a human woman He recognized the imposing figure by her attire, sigiled armor, and cobalt trappings. She was an arrestor. This was odd indeed. Most arrestors who visited the garden disregarded him completely, often accidentally kicking him if he were in their path. She leaned down and peered sternly into Fibblethip's eye. You are Fibblethip? The last word brought a torrent of spittle upon the homunculus's face. Fibblethip blinked twice and bobbed his head slightly.
1: I am Arrester Parisha. I serve the Ninth Precinct. Pursuant to provision 4.126.3 of Asperia's edict, I require your assistance. Please come with me.
0: She offered her hand. (sighs) Fibblethip had never been inside any of the three majestic columns that comprised New Prav. They were impossibly tall, gleaming, and immaculate. Without a word, he was deposited in a stark subchamber on the first floor by a slender Vidalcan male. Blinking slowly, Fiblethip nervously absorbed his new surroundings—the barren walls and plain furniture that was too high up to be helpful. So he stood and waited. Eventually, Parisha opened the wooden door and entered. Determined and efficient, but not unkind, she sat and placed two scrolls on the desk— she looked expectantly at Fibblethip and glanced at the opposing chair. Realizing the impossibility of her silent request, she rose and lifted Fibblethip into the chair. It was the highest he'd ever been off the ground. Parisha unfurled the first scroll.
1: This is Vadex Gore. For months now, he's associated himself with a certain Ractus establishment. A, uh, diversion club, as I believe it is known.
0: Fibblethip shivered slightly at the image of the strange human. His face was ravaged with scars, piercings, and tattoos. Tattered scraps that barely qualified as clothing hung lazily from his malnourished frame. Fibblethip had never encountered anything like him, and he earnestly wished not to.
1: Vadex Gore enjoys all manner of depravity, but lately his tastes have grown perversely specialized— He is no longer satisfied to keep his foolishness contained to the cult. He is suspected in the disappearance of two of our citizens, and with your assistance, there won't be a third. Investigators have yet to find direct evidence of Gore's involvement in the kidnappings. We need to catch him in the act.
0: Fibblethip's eye grew wide, even for him. He briefly wondered if he could make it to the door before Parisha could catch him, but he knew this was foolish. He wouldn't be allowed to return to his duties if he disobeyed and arrest her. Besides, he was still very high up on that chair. He wasn't sure if he could jump down without hurting himself. Lacking other options, Fiblethip whimpered softly.
1: The previous two abductions have taken place within two blocks of this leatherworking shop. Parisha pointed at the map. We believe the owner of that shop is somehow involved. Perhaps he is signaling gore when a likely target appears. You are to travel to his shop to deliver these tax forms. "'They will need to be filled out immediately and in triplicate. "'If our suspicions are correct, Gore will make his move after you depart.' "'If she had left it at that,
0: Fibblethip would surely have ran. "'Beloved garden duties are no.' "'But her eyes softened momentarily as she continued.
1: "'Do not fear, little one. "'My agents and I will be stationed throughout the area. "'We will never lose sight of you. "'You'll be in no danger. Gore will not lay a hand on you. "'You'll be back in the Magister's garden in a few days.' "'Isperia's edict does not permit me to fail you.' She smiled slightly.
0: Fibblethip wasn't sure if he believed this, but he stopped quivering and nodded slowly. Fiblethip had always hated crowds. He scooted down the busy Ravnican thoroughfare, his eye darting quickly from passerby to passerby. No one was particularly paying him much attention, which he liked— No one was particularly making any effort to step around him, either. He was nearly kicked half a dozen times before he made it to his destination. The leatherworker and proprietor was human, but only technically. Burly as an ogre and twice as ugly, he towered over Fibblethip and grunted. Fibblethip meekly presented his satchel. The man grunted again and opened it. Bits of food fell out of his scraggly beard as he began to read— an impressive feat, all things considered. A thunderous noise rumbled out of the man as he went to a back storeroom. Fibblethip blinked and eyed the food on the floor suspiciously. After a time, the owner emerged and thrust the completed forms in Fibblethip's direction. Fibblethip bowed and turned to leave. The man rumbled again, but Fibblethip wasn't sure why. As instructed, he turned toward the alleys behind the shop. Parisha, masquerading as a shopper at a nearby fruit market, briefly made eye contact with the homunculus as he disappeared into the alley. That made him feel better. Fibblethip walked down the alley, slowly but with growing confidence. He imagined Parisha and her comrades would be making arrests any minute now, and he could go back to the garden. He thought of the gently flowing waters of the garden's canals when a terrible crashing sound rang out behind him. He whipped around, expecting to see Parisha or one of the arresters. Instead, the dreadful shape of Vadax Gore emerged from the shadows. Fibblethip dropped his satchel and whimpered. <coughs> Gore's confidence and speed both grew as he left the scene of the crime behind him. Fibblethip closed his eye, not wanting to see the fate that awaited him. He felt Gore turn left at an intersection then right, and then, without warning, Gore stopped. Fibblethip opened his eyes slightly at the jolt. He squirmed around to get a look at Gore, now frozen. He opened his eye a little wider, not comprehending what was going on. Parisha approached them from behind at a full sprint.
1: Vadex Gore! You are under arrest!
0: As she caught up to them, she dislodged Fibblethip from the detainee's grip. Fibblethip noticed a blue glow surrounding Gore, who was still immobile.
1: My apologies, little one. That leather worker must have suspected something and attacked one of my agents before we could begin our pursuit. It was a minor delay, but you were in no danger.
0: They were quickly joined by several other arresters, who dragged the weights known as Vadax Gore back through the alley toward the square. Fiblethip stood in an antechamber on the sixth floor of the Laev column. It was the highest he'd ever been off the ground. Parisha stood beside him. Silently, she turned, bent slightly at the waist, and nodded to him. A marble door Fibblethip hadn't realized was there swung out from unseen hinges, and a squat, robed official strode into the room. Parisha saluted. Senator? Fiblethip
1: blinked. Arrester, congratulations on a successful mission. Uh, this is the one you mentioned in your report? Uh, he
0: peered down at a piece of parchment.
1: Cthul-kip? Yes, Senator.
0: The elder bureaucrat turned his gaze onto the foot high homunculus.
1: Very well. Uh, "...pursuant to provision 3.875.2b of Isperius Edict, please accept my thanks on behalf of the Senate and the lawful people of Ravnica. Although monetary reward is disallowed, your descendants may petition the Senate to create a tablet recounting your honorable deeds upon your death."
0: He turned and left the room. Parisha motioned to the room's southern exit.
1: "...come, let us return you to your duties."
0: Fibblefit practically bounced to the door, eager to see the garden again.
1: At least until next time.
0: Thank you for listening to this production of Voice of All. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you not just for the voices of the characters, but also to keep us going and growing. If you enjoyed what you heard, please support us by reading and reviewing us on iTunes, or following us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. Or just plain sharing with your friends. You can also support us financially on Patreon for exclusive perks. Fibblethip was written by Matt Tabak. The podcast was produced and edited by Gin Dookeshi, with sound editing by Liz Jones. This week's story featured the voice talents of Sharon Grunewald and Brian Rozek. Voice of All is unofficial fan content, Permitted under the Wizards of the Coast fan content policy. Magic the Gathering is copyright, Wizards of the Coast. Thanks so much for listening. And y'all have a great day!